Hey, how's it going? It's Business Blues and Booze. Today is April 1st, 2020, or April Fool's Day. Uh, my name is Jordan Oriyama. And my name is Lewis. And my name is Lewis. And so today we are coming to you remotely, actually. So we're using our app, you know, that we uh, have in our sponsorship, Anchor. So Anchor lets us record. Uh, it's called Record of Friends, so you can record while you're away. Um we're not face to face with the person, so we're really, really uh, grateful for that feature. So we can keep this coming at you. Uh, this is the first episode of season two, which we're super excited about. You know, we really appreciate all the support we've gotten for season one, uh, and we really look forward to giving you another really great season. Um, so, kind of with that, you know, we're still learning, we're still going through all this. Um, so bear with us if something doesn't sound great. You know, with us being remote, we don't have the best equipment at our disposal. So please just uh, be patient with that. So, Lewis, you want to tell us what the listeners are going to hear today? Yeah. So can we talk about your stuff, too? For sure, uh, man. Yeah, everything. We got a lot. Just, this might yeah, be, let's, this let's might let's be hours and hours. <laughs> um, so I will be talking about video conferencing. Obviously, that's very important now because you can't go anywhere. So it's kind of about etiquette, what you should expect if you haven't done it a lot in the past. Um, and that's from The Economist. And then I have an article from the New York Times. I'll be updating you about uh, the stimulus checks that everyone's supposed to be getting, all of the carve-outs there are, because of course there are, and exactly how much everyone will get. And I'll talk about unemployment checks a little bit too. And then my last story is I've been reading a lot of books recently because we're at home. Uh, but this one's actually was for class. It's called Cut Loose by Victor Tan Chen, and it's about after the recession, all the employers uh, – the workers that were laid off, their inability to get integrated back into society. So it's a sociological uh, perspective, which is pretty cool. And then Jordan, Sounds really interesting. Yeah, it was, it's a really good book. Uh, and then Jordan wants to start with the Sprint and T-Mobile merger, uh, move on from there. Uh, that's how you got today. Okay. Oh, and then no, we're I also have, have – we're going to have uh, – right, Ben, ben Arnold will bring a special guest at the end. So actually, I uh, I talked to Ben. So Ben is probably, uh, yeah, he's probably going to come in, but not live through in the podcast. We'll add in our uh, our interview yeah. after. So that'll be pretty cool. Really excited to have him on. If that's not in this episode, it'll be in the next one. Um, and then, so we actually have a third story. So we're going to be talking about um, a medical boat. It's called the USNS Comfort that was uh, released in New York. So we'll be talking about all three of those mm-hmm. today. So first up, we want to talk about the Sprint and T-Mobile merger. So Sprint, uh, you know, in the ticker symbol, ticker symbols on the New York Stock Exchange, where these both are traded publicly as stocks. Um, and again, that just means that people can buy pieces of a company. They can buy a percentage, so they own one stock, um, whatever have you. So Sprint's ticker symbol is S, just S, and T-Mobile is T-M-U-S. They both have officially merged. So now they are one company, and T-Mobile is taking the dominant, just like AT&T and Singular, if you remember that. I know we're kind of dating ourselves with that. But, um, but yeah, that, w- that was a really big merger back in the day. So T-Mobile um, you know, kind of acquired, acquired Sprint, but they treated it as a, as a merger. So with this, the CEO of T-Mobile was a guy named John Legere, which I'm probably butchering the name. I always do. <laughs> so he stepped down, which is way ahead of schedule because basically all of this went through, which this is a really weird time for all of this to happen. Um, 
So it went through officially, it got approved. Well, it got denied. It's been like two years in the making. It, it got denied, and then they reapplied for it, and then they got denied, and then they were basically on pause, and then they got approved, and now it finally went went through uh, today, April Fool's Day of all days, which is hilarious. <laughs> like, is it true? So That's trying- the thing. Is like you look at you look at the news and you're like, did this actually happen? Yeah, you're like, I really don't know what just but happened. Like, honestly, I don't know what, who's messing with me. Not a lot happened today specifically that that would be the case of. I was hoping that maybe coronavirus was a joke, and today they'd be like, <laughs> "Oh, we're just kidding." <laughs> yeah, like, yo, all you come out of your house. You're good. You're good to go. <laughs> like, they just made up all the numbers. All the like, no one died. We're good. <laughs> no one died. Yeah, <laughs> it's it all just, a joke. It was just a complete prank. And we had – all the hospitals were in on it. Yeah, everybody's in. Uh-huh. That's oh. what Trump was like. It's not that serious because it's – and they were like, shh, shh don't tell him. And he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh. I won't tell him. He's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to almost ruin the surprise. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's what I was hoping for. It did not happen, but we're all still at home. That's okay. Yeah, which is which is super disappointing, but you know we still got some we still got some good stories. There actually was uh, at the end. I'll I'll touch on one or two uh, April Fool's jokes that I had heard. But um, so real quick, just to tie this all up. So after John Ligari, Ligari, however you say it, steps down as a CEO, who was really big, he was kind of viewed as like this crazy guy. You know, he was always come out there. He's got this really long hair. He wore a pink T-shirt with a blazer just to like show off that he's cool and like he's hip, even though his receding hairline. Yeah, you know, it really, really worked well for him. <laughs> so a guy named Mike Stevert, again, totally butchering it, is now stepping up as a new CEO, and he was previously the COO. So I think that this is going to be a good move for T-Mobile. You know, the old the old CEO, John, he would kind of come in, and he would, like, give you T-Mobile for free, and so would Sprint. So having the two of them together, I assume that it'll be, like, <laughs> pretty much the same deal They're like we don't we don't have we don't charge you for this it's free yeah it's absolutely free you want it sure actually that's a good idea how about a free phone service but it's like ads it's like freemium with ads yeah so you get the phone but then every once in a while you get like like a an app wall the middle of your phone call it just, it just ends it until like, a robocaller calls you Five minutes into your phone call. <laughs> Who got in an accident? And it just cuts over to an ad. You're like, yeah. oh my God. It'd be horrible. Well, so obviously a lot of issues. But, um, yeah, but I'm so actually going to this... do that, so don't steal that idea. <laughs> we probably shouldn't put that in a podcast. It's going out to the public. Yeah. You know, well, we're, over, we're over 250 listeners. I'm going to IPO right people. now. Just, I'm <laughs> announcing my IPO on the podcast. This is it. <laughs> this is... Run for president too. Why don't yeah. you? Yeah. So with this, what this mobile is going to, what this merge is going to look like is basically your mobile plan is not going to change as of right now. So the normal brick and mortar stores, the retail stores, they are going to remain as they are for right now. Sprint will still remain for the very near future. Um, but so there really won't be any difference in pricing plans. People aren't going to be charged more money right now, but I assume that they are going to absolutely be charging more money in the future whenever whenever they do actually get the ball rolling with all this. So basically, and this is this is straight from T Mobile's website. You know, they did a really good job of being transparent. So one of the questions was a QA and it said, is my rate is my rate plan changing? And they said, nope, they're not making any changes to your rate plan today. Over time you will see additional benefits as we supercharge our network. Yeah. Um 
Yeah, we will supercharge our network and honor our commitment to offer the same or better rate plans to our customers. You'll still get the benefits and award-winning customer service our customers have come to love. So, current T-Mobile people will not, or um, customers will not actually have to pay more for the for the next three years because then as 5G and other stuff starts to pick up because now they have two two networks obviously to to uh, to pick up and then. I think Dish is actually coming in as a new phone, um, yeah, phone yeah. company, tele company. I saw that. Mm-hmm. So, so that'll be cool. We we definitely need to do some more research on that. But I would love to cover that topic at another point. Yeah. But so that's kind of what it's going to look like right now. Nothing is really changing. Pretty much, just you know, people who had a lot of money made a lot more money. Um, they're we'll saying like, that that yeah, that's what we love. There's going to be six times the speed and coverage in the next six years. So interested to see. I mean, this could really take on probably not Verizon, but AT and T could definitely have a good take on. So that's like from, one time the speed every year for six years. Yes, that is. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty actually, much. I'm, I'm glad. It's I'm like glad in the fine print. That. It's like actually it's the same speed every year for six years. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do Impendus. Um So, yeah. so that that's what's up with Sprint and T-Mobile. Uh, super interested to see. Super, uh, super excited to see kind of what what happens with all this and how AT and T and Verizon and possibly Dish how they all react to this. So now, uh, why don't we take a second to hear from our sponsor, Anchor? Thank you. I'd love to. So thanks so much for listening, everyone. Um, so right now, Lewis is actually going to be talking on video conferencing in this new age. You know, obviously everybody is remote. So video conferencing is kind of becoming, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a temple for us. So yeah, Lewis, this is normal. take it away. This is the only person interaction you're ever going to have the rest of the year, probably. It's just so yeah, get ready for it. That's it. Um, Seeing so them yeah. through a little thumbnail pretty much in the bottom of your screen. That's mm-hmm. you're going to be like, that's my best friend. Yeah, I feel like we're gonna forget what like being around people's like, and we're all gonna be socially awkward whenever we can see everyone again, because we're gonna be so used to <laughs> people are actually real. Like you're just used to looking at a screen. You can't. There's no like physical warmth from that, and you're only used to like seeing your family if you're if you're with someone else. People are facetiming people that they're sitting right next to. Yeah, like I don't like actually looking at you. I mean, we make fun of our generation for doing that, but that's actually gonna happen now because it'll be more comfortable than looking at other people. Um, but it is it is really cool to kind of see like you know some of the environmental effects of all this happening you know a lot of people like some places are seeing stars for the first time and stuff like that so there are some benefits to it but obviously yeah. this is a very trying time yeah. i mean we, yeah we we're, we can't physically destroy the earth anymore because we can't go outside so yeah so that's good uh, um so oh, yeah. the tips this is from the economist and this kind of feels like a fun fun toned article i don't know it kind of seemed playful because <laughs> they're talking about if you have a professional business call, uh, please don't have a well-thumbed copy of The Joy of Sex uh, right behind you whenever you're talking to people at work. Um, <laughs> so I was like, I kind of feel like this is just like a prank article, but there actually are some good uh, tips to an extent. It just said pretty much make your surroundings look, depending on who you're talking to, just make it look appropriate. So, uh, you, certain apps like Zoom, 
uh, you're able to use software where you can download a background and use that behind you. So you, if you if you don't feel like moving your ten books that you own because there's no way you have more than that, um, you can just yeah. ten books. That's probably the I'm gonna, that's like a highballing the average books people own. As I say, yeah, that's that's pretty generous, honestly. Um, so you can use that. Who reads? I, it's true. I mean, I've already read. I mean, I'm a special case because I don't talk to anybody. But I read. I have a. I actually. I order the bookshelf, and I have a bookshelf now in my basement, with my desk. That was the most exciting thing that happened was I got a bookshelf, because of coronavirus. So I'm pretty hype. What are you What are you gonna put on the What are you gonna put on the bookshelf? Like, what? Like your Xbox? <laughs> Your, your Kindles? You're gonna line up your Kindles yeah, on the I'm bookshelf. Actually, I'm just gonna put uh, my my tablet on there and then download a bunch of books. So I bought the bookshelf room because the bookshelf like represents all the books I own, but just digitally. So you see, now that would be good marketing of Amazon <laughs> is to have like a bookshelf and have someone come in and it just be like a Kindle <laughs> or something like that, just on the yeah. bookshelf, and they're like the new age, like that. Okay, you know, I should I should take credit for that, but you should. But now I bet they're listening. <laughs> They're listening and they're like, oh, we, we got them. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, we got Amazon's them. like, oh, got to hear business blues and booze. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I use it for real books because I'm, I'm a weird guy. It's like I'm from 20 years ago. Um, but yeah, so. It's true. Essentially, be appropriate. Um, if you have children, just make them play Minecraft. Honestly, the more I read this, the more it seems like this was like a prank. <laughs> because it's just kind of funny. They're just they're talking about. You know, just do things intelligently. If you have a sh- if you have a gun, depending on who you're talking to, maybe don't have it in the frame. Or if you're talking about your gun, then hold it while you're on the video conference. You know, just or if it's someone that you really hate, hold the you know, gun. Point it at, <laughs> at the screen. Yeah, point it um, at your screen because that's really terrifying. <laughs> but just be normal. It doesn't have to be a weird thing. That's one thing about my our online classes is no one can show their camera, which is fine. I would show my camera, but not if nobody else is showing their camera. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to jump into that game because if I get up, I get up at eight, eight, eight thirty, and I come down with a cup of coffee and I have a beanie on and a coat because my basement's cold. You know, I don't want to be the only person that's being seen by thirty people. You know, so just be normal about things, decorate a little bit, have fun. Because what else are you gonna do? Pretty much yeah, show some etiquette. You know, if you're wearing boxers, don't stand up right in front of the yeah, uh, in front of the video do. too. That would be cool. Uh-huh. Make sure you know your computer's ins and outs, like what settings it should be on whenever you you video conference people. Uh, turn your mic on. Use appropriate headphones if need be. Just basic stuff, but just think about what you're doing because this is how you talk to people now. So make sure it doesn't suck. Is pretty much the overall theme would be nice um that's all i have for that one i want to talk about now another thing which everyone i'm sure is curious about is the stimulus package the two trillion dollar package that we packed to give everybody money but i say everybody in quotation marks because uh not everybody will be getting all the money that is promised and some people will be getting no money so uh a quick overview is that most people We'll be getting twelve hundred dollars. That is adults in general. That is the standard. If you have a job, actually, no, not if you have a job. Everybody will be getting that number. Now, 
if you have a child age 16 or under, you'll be getting an additional $500. This is based on the tax reforms that President Trump passed in 2017. Well, he, Congress passed his, his plan uh, from 2017 because we turned, uh, we turned deductions, we got rid of a lot of deductions for dependents and now it's just tax credits for children. So we have a different thing, um, a different way of counting children um, because that needed to be fixed apparently. Um, so specifically, if you have an adjusted net income, adjusted gross income, my apologies, of $75,000 or less, you're going to get all the money. So you're going to stop listening now. You're going to get your check. It should get here in a week or two. At 18 the years. Yeah. 18 years. So, so you won't, so you won't get the money for the kid anymore because it'll be like 30. So, uh, that won't count, but, um, it'll be fun. So you'll be getting it two weeks or so, mid-April. At least you'll get a confirmation of what money you will be getting. So within two weeks, they're going to tell you how much money you're going to get two weeks from there. <laughs> so in, in practical government form, of course, I think it'll be physical mail. So you can have a higher chance of getting coronavirus. Um, but the important thing here, and what applies specifically to us, is that college-age students probably won't be getting any money and their parents won't be getting any money for them because of the tax credit rule put into place by this administration for age 16 and younger. We're, we're, if we're claimed as dependents by our parents, which typically you still would be, I mean, you, most of us depend on them in some capacity, whether it be living with them, paying for more than half our expenses total, whatever it is. You're a dependent. Like, I know people are like, I'm independent. For tax purposes, you're a dependent. I'm a dependent. Jordan's a dependent. Even if he wasn't claimed, the government's going to treat you like a dependent, especially if you're under the age of 24. You're not going to get any money at all for that, <laughs> which sucks. Uh, because I figured we'd be getting treated like if we were under 16, um, which would make sense. If we're the dependent conversation, they're dependents, we're dependents, but they qualify for the tax credit because they're children legally. It, it, there is, when I first read this law when it was getting passed, it didn't seem like it was this spotty. It seemed like pretty clear cut. Yeah, it, it really did seem really good. 500, 1200, easy, we're done, no more talking about it. But they managed to make this really complicated still, of course. So, which yeah, I was really proud of them when I saw this. Like, I was talking to some people about it, and everybody was like, "Yes, this is actually really good that they're doing this." Mm -hmm. But it looks like the benefits to people are still like, eh, at best, they're not bad. They're gonna be helpful, but I mean, marginally. And well, they're gonna be using 2019 numbers. Obviously, we haven't had the 2020 numbers. Um, that hasn't happened yet because we're in that year. So on your 2019 tax return, so I guess technically your 2018 income, your 2019 tax return, because this is 2020 for your 2019 year. So whatever your income was, 2018 fiscal year, that's yeah. what you should be. That's what you should be uh, worried about. Um, and then for the rest of those numbers of how much you will get, 
uh, married couples and no children earning 150000 or less will receive 2400 total. Uh, so they'll just go get the two payments still. So they're just doubling the 75. They made that simple. That was the only simple thing in this whole document was that they just double married couples. Because um, even our actual tax code, your deductible isn't actually doubled. It's like, uh, I mean, it's 12,700 for one and then 24,000 deductible, standard deductible for, for married. So they couldn't even do that easy, but they made it easy in this bill, which is nice. Um and then full payment, 112000 or less if you're head of household. So that's pretty much the summary. Just put that out there. Sorry, college students, which stinks, but we don't really have a say. And we'll just be thankful that someone's going to get money probably, that you know. So <laughs> hopefully that helps you. And then uh, finally for me tonight, I wanted to talk about a book I've read recently for class it's called cut loose by victor kanchen and it's he's a sociologist he's taking the perspective of workers that lose their jobs during a recession now this is very relevant again today because odds are if no one can go to work and everything's closed we're probably going to have a recession um that's just kind of how it works so that doesn't add up interesting thing the (laughs) the interesting thing about this is he compared Canada and the U.S. Now, I'm sure we're all aware of the Canada has Canada is a socialist healthcare country that is socialist. Um, that that you hear that here and there, um, they do have socialized healthcare. That is that is correct. Um, <laughs> but they also care about their unemployed people more. Surprise. Um, so. The net takeaway was people in the U.S. were worse off with the same situation. Say you worked at a Ford factory in Windsor, Ford factory in Detroit, you're worse off to be in Detroit. So sorry, um, all things considered. Now, in Canada, things still did take a long time, and they were annoyed at their government because their government's still bureaucratic. I'm not saying they're utopia. It still took several weeks to get through. But there was this thing called an action center, and it was a beautiful thing where people could meet up and they could actually talk about their problems and there were employees that worked there. It was a physical place that you could go. <laughs> we don't, you have to, we have that here, but really, the really sad places that they always say, get in line. There's no formal place to meet. It's it just, it creates a whole new atmosphere and environment that we don't have in the United States. And it's just one extra thing that kind of shows caring. And I mean, all things considered, we do spend more money on things like education we do, but it's just the way it's allocated isn't efficient enough. With our retraining programs, many people can't get those retraining programs. Uh, many people, when they get them, they're just 12-week seminars cramming a whole year of education into the 12 weeks, and they just get a certificate. They didn't learn anything, so they still don't really improve their job chances. Um, it doesn't look the same as a degree. It doesn't look the same as an associate's or a bachelor's, so they're behind the curve there. And the problem really was the people of their 40s, 50s, didn't graduate high school, but they were able to work high-wage jobs, 20 to $30 an hour jobs, support a family, you know, two kids and a, and a spouse. Um, they couldn't have that anymore. They were fired. They were laid off because uh, of the recession. And these people are suffering now. They're going through divorce. They can't pay their bills. They have a tap in their savings. So it's honestly kind of a depressing book. It's a very depressing book. 
because there's nothing happy in it at all. Um, but at the end of the book, they talk about solutions. And I wanted to hide all the solution. I thought it was interesting. I wrote a little thing about it. And it's automatic savings accounts. So what this would look like, just theoretically, is the government sets up investment accounts that uh, you can essentially just invest in. They'll give you an interest rate and they'll match it. So it's kind of like your employer matching your money and incentivize a saving to have higher saving. I thought that would work. I thought that would alleviate some mental health concerns, um, stuff like that. But that was it was interesting and nice that he had that perspective at the end to try and bring it up and say, we can fix this. It's not too late. It's too late for the people that have suffered. We can still help them with other ways to try and get them back on their feet and have them contributing society, not just giving them money, but have them come back and contribute. You have to get them back there. But it was a great read. I recommend it. Again, it was called Cut Loose, and it's, again, relevant today. So that's my that's my summary of my part. Now I'll throw it over to Jordan for his USNS comfort. Yes. So, well, thank you very much, Lewis. So very good book. Definitely want to give it a read. So real quick, I just want to give some light on this thing. So there's a medical tanker. So it's basically the size of it. It's, it's huge. Like one of the biggest boats I've ever seen. It was made by the Navy. Um uh, PBS actually did a really good take on this. So this huge medical tanker, it comes into uh, New York on the Hudson River, comes in, and this boat is is for medical purposes. So it's basically a hospital on the water. So it has 12 operating rooms as well as radiology suites, a CT scanner, ICU beds, a lab pharmacy. So, you know, uh, Zeke Miller wrote the article on CBS. Uh, it was a really, really, really great article. So basically this, the USN, USNS Comfort was pretty much made in 1987-ish. Uh, and so it, it's not really made too much in the New York City area, except for after 9-11. Uh, that's when it really kind of had some, some big effects. It also, uh, and Hurricane Katrina, and also as to, you know, Gulf Wars and stuff in the, uh, in the Middle East, those were some of the really uh, trying times that the medical tanker was needed. I, I do believe there are only two of them. There are sister ships. So the USNS Comfort is in New York City, and the USNS Mercy is the one that's in L.A. Both of them are deployed for, like, pretty much the first time since 9-11. And in L.A., I think it's the first time ever that it has been deployed and needed. And so basically what's this, what's this is it's adding more, more medical attention, more area for hospitals um, when space is limited, especially in an area like New York city, which is basically a war zone right now. Um, So thank you. So that is pretty much uh, our three stories for today. So now for the boo for the blues section of the podcast, Lewis, why don't you give your recommendation? Um, so I was listening to a lot of Neil Young recently and he doesn't really, he kind of has some blues. Um, but I guess I have two. Um, Southern Man by Neil Young is a really good song. Jordan, I don't know if you've heard it ever or recently. Are you familiar with that song? Uh, no. Um, it's very good. <laughs> but it, It's about... Um, it's obviously, it's about, it's not obvious. It's about the South, Southern man, but it's about, um, repression, um, of people, black people specifically and their suffrage through a hundred years. So it was written in 1970. Um, so 
obviously it was right after civil rights movement and a hundred years after slavery was ended. Um, it's very critical. And it actually led to a feud with, uh, led to a feud with, oh, what is her name? Leonard Skinner. It led to a feud. And that's why they wrote Sweet Home Alabama as a response to Neil Young, which is kind of funny. Um, and then also a Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young song um, called Ohio, which was about the Kent State uh, shootings. Great really song. Good song too. Great, great song. Um, so those are both Neil Young written songs. And he's more of a folksy guy. He's had some grunge in there, but those are more bluesy-ish. They have some nice guitar riffs in them. So just listen. They're good. Um, Jordan, do you have anything for this week? I do, actually. I have Have You Ever Loved a Woman by Derek and the Dominoes. Um, you know, again, just a real classic. So if you guys don't know Derek and the Dominoes, that is Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton, of course, we've talked about him a million times. If you don't know who he is by now, you're not going to know him. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so, you know, he's also in Cream. He's, he's alone. He's in the Yardbirds. Eric Clapton is everywhere. So this is a really good song, Derek and the Dominoes. Uh, give it a listen. It's called Have You Ever Loved a Woman? So... Uh, that covers the blues section of the podcast. And now for, you know, I guess in this time period, uh, everyone's kind of favorite favorite topic, which is booze, you know, because everyone's kind of trapped at home and has to yeah. pretty much just drink a lot. And, you know, there's actually some talk that they yeah. might get rid of uh, they might get rid of booze sales in some states to make sure that people stay at home, which would be insane. Yeah, ours, ours were already, ours did that already. That's been, that's been going on, but now we can at least order online. So that's great. That is really um, cool. That's a good step that they did. Uh, some states I think are going to be falling in on that. Uh, Lewis yeah, is by I'm the sure way in Pennsylvania. Can't. Just to, I'm in Pennsylvania. Some, just to give some jobs. Don't worry if you're not in Pennsylvania. Yeah. If you're not in Pennsylvania, um, you're good. So, so yeah, so for the for the yeah, booze recommendation, <laughs> oh sorry, uh, I thought you were saying you're something. good. So for that, um, no, I don't know what I was doing. I'm I'm gonna give just a basic whiskey recommendation. I'm gonna it's called. I was gonna do that too. Oh well, there we go. I'm I'm gonna say uh, Mount Gay, Mount Gay rum or whiskey. I'm sorry. Um, it is really really good. So I'm sorry, it is a rum. I said whiskey, didn't I? No, it is a it is a rum. It's really wow. good. It's not too strong. You're I know it was in 1890. <laughs> it's actually from Barbados, which if you guys have ever seen Pirates of the Caribbean, um, all of that pretty much takes place in Barbados. Um, so yeah, so it, it's really good. Definitely give it a try if you have a chance. It goes great with a lot of mixers. Um, yeah, that's what I got for today. How about you, Lewis? So um, I have Evan Williams Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Um, it's a pretty much a staple of whiskey brands. I mean, I didn't know of it. It's the staples of whiskey brands. Yeah. Well, it's a staple. Oh, okay. Like it's a common. Okay. 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 I thought you said it was like the staples, like as in the office supply store. No, it's not like nothing about it is like, okay. And I was like, what? (laughs) Um, except that actually, no, there's nothing, no crossover. Um, but it's just got your class. It's just, it's good. It's just smooth. It's a smooth whiskey. It's what eighty six proof, a little bit strong, not too strong. Sweet spot. I keep it on my desk because it's all I have to keep me warm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's good. It's it's the only uh, it's the only liquor I have right now. So I didn't really have any other options to recommend. Um, but it is good. Uh, I'm glad I got it before the lockdown, and I recommend. A glass of bourbon whenever you're feeling down. Not too much, though. Just one glass if you're of age, of course. 
just chill because you know what we're gonna get through this and i kind of like it i like some things about being stuck at home a couple of things not everything but definitely the reading is good um i know jordan's probably like what <laughs> but um i like it a lot i don't i miss people i do i'd rather read and then go out and see friends and then come back so in this in this time I've, i i definitely understand so in this in this time uh, with the coronavirus which again i think the next going to be talking a lot more about the coronavirus and kind of some uh, implications, some things that are going on, some stuff that we're doing, um, some stuff that you can do to stay busy, some stuff that you can do to, you know, stay connected with people. Um, and we, we've kind of talked about it and we don't really want to cover coronavirus too much in every episode because that's all you guys are going to see. That's all anybody sees. And I don't know about you guys, but I think it is a little bit depressing to just see it nonstop. And it's just, it's too much. So we would just rather come on here yeah, and have I can't a good at... time and just talk about some fun stories. Mm-hmm. So obviously we're going to have It's hard to... to talk about things that have nothing yeah. to do with it. But we'll but so for Yeah, I can't look at the Times sometimes, the New York Times. They just, everything they post just makes you want to cry. It's really, so. it's really sad. <laughs> I totally understand that. So I looked at the stimulus bill and I like, I had tunnel vision. I only looked at that one article and I turned it off. Like I closed the window. That was done. Yeah, it, that's how I think a lot of people feel. So, in order to get away from, the, <clears throat> excuse me, in order to get away from this, we are uh, we're just going to be covering one episode, and we'll be giving you kind of everything that we know, everything that we think, you know, some tips, and then from there, we're kind of just we're not going to try and talk about it too much anymore, unless we really have to. Yeah, I mean, we have no idea where this is going to go. So, as we'll find out, as you find out, and if it's worth talking about if it just keeps getting worse i mean we know what it, we know what that would look like so exactly we'll and and so again but we'll be we'll be here for the uh, news. follow our instagram business underscore blues underscore booze um and you know give give that a like or a, a follow and um i'm gonna put out a new post and in there is gonna be a link so you can actually go to that link and you can put in a voice message excuse me and you can you can yourself you know give a tip say hey this is you know this is how I'm getting over the coronavirus. This is what my family's doing. This is what someone else is doing. Here's some tips. Here's just a message I want to say. Just like, you know, everyone be happy. Whatever you guys want to do, that's totally fine and open. Nobody has to do it. And if you want to put it in but don't want to include it in the uh, in the podcast, that's totally fine too. You just write in, in the comment. You can put in a title. Just write in do not put in in podcast. So, you know, thank you, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for taking your time out of your day. Uh, my name is Jordan. Mm-hmm. And this is Business Blues and Booze, and we'll see you soon. Stay safe and healthy. Stay safe. Have a great week, everybody.